0: A proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me again this week is Mandy Jelsma. Hey. And welcome back, Mikhail Honorides. Hi there. I haven't seen you in a while on yeah, the show. It's been a bit. Alright, so we're gonna wrap up Twentieth Century Classics Month this time. And the game we're gonna be talking about is Trouble. Or otherwise known as Pop-O-Matic Trouble because of the famous Pop-O-Matic Die in the middle. Popomatic die meaning a glass dome which you push down on with your finger and cause it to a door and the die sort of rolls around in the little globe and gives you a result. I Think it might be plastic actually. Plastic?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems a little dangerous to put glass, glass in children, children yeah. I
0: suppose so. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's magic glass though. It doesn't mm-hmm. break. Doesn't break. It's, I don't know. <laughs> um, so here's the story. Uh Popmatic Trouble is probably one of the most popular games that we see people bring out at the cafe and it's not even, you know, just kids who are doing this. It's grown-ups too. Uh, did you guys ever play Trouble when you were kids? Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, what did you think of it? Did you really like it back then? or? Um,
1: I think a lot of it was due to the excellent commercial campaign for it. <laughs> uh, wonderful jingle, uh, played constantly during uh, afternoon TV programming, uh, cartoons and the like. It's fun getting into trouble. What are you kids doing? Getting into trouble. <laughs> so on and so forth. Uh, that really ingrained itself in, uh, I guess, like the, the 20-something collective consciousness. And yeah, like like you mentioned, we see a lot of um, people who are older than you'd expect bringing it out at the cafe. Probably for that reason. Yeah, the nostalgia thing. Yes, definitely the nostalgia thing. I
2: have very distinct memories of uh, my oma lived in a relatively small apartment, and we, the the, the grandchildren, would hide in the bathroom and play Trouble, ball <laughs> um, mischievous. And it was one of those games that you never remember learning; you just remember playing. Um, Which oddly enough when I I played it recently maybe like six months a year ago when I started working in snakes I couldn't remember how to play it at all. Really? Yeah, I had to reteach myself. Was it it like
0: falling off a bicycle? You know you had to... Oh, it
2: took 30 seconds, but like then
0: it was (laughs) fine. That's that's something you might know about a little Uh, Oh <laughs> sorry inside baseball folks we've had a number of injuries unfortunate injuries at snakes lately and Indeed. both of my co-hosts today have been the unfortunate recipients of these uh, terrible events so if you're offended by some of the things that they say don't worry you've already got retroactive karma <laughs> um okay so d- this this is a game that i see a lot coming out at snakes and uh, you already mentioned Cal that uh, this comes out of it what's the appeal apart from nostalgia problematic bubble. <laughs>
1: it's uh, tactilely satisfying to just press on it, watch it go and then have a random number pop out.
0: All right. Uh does is is the uh, is, is the meanness of the game part of it too? The fact that you can land somebody and send them all the way back to start, or the, the cruelty of watching somebody try to, try, to try to get a six and 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 they just can't get started?
2: Definitely. I also think we become a little bit jaded to seeing nostalgic things from our childhood. Working at Snakes we're surrounded by all these games we played as kids, but when some people come to the cafe, they haven't seen trouble in fifteen years. Right. And it's wonderful to like share that feeling of nostalgia with someone. And like so you see it a lot with like Couples and groups of friends meeting up.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the game itself is secondary to the the memories and the feelings that it brings back. For sure. Uh, so
1: I think trouble itself is not so much about messing with the opponents as it is like kind of trying to make your own way around the board. You're not. Uh, it's not like the I guess the Schadenfreude of um, landing on somebody and sending them all the way back to start. It's more that like. There's deniability in that, um, oh, I rolled a four, and I guess that makes me land on you, and um, I'm sorry about that. I think but that's where Parcheesi start.
2: becomes the better game. Parcheesi is very similar to Trouble in, in that regard, but that you uh, have multiple dice, so you have multiple options for your turn. Mm-hmm. And you also have the possibility of making blockades, which you can do just to spite someone mm-hmm. and hold them back for like six turns while you just go all around the board. Okay,
0: you're both wrong. The king of shade and fry when it comes to these sorts of games is <laughs> actually called Sword because that's the one where you get to hold a hand of cards and specifically save one up just to send somebody back, and you can say they're completely insincere, Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Very true. But, uh, okay, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the derivatives from this game because Trouble is only the latest in a very long line of these sorts of things. Uh, There's a Korean game called Yut, which goes back maybe 2,000 years. Uh, these, 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 it's called a cross and circle game, I the you've got a cross in the middle and you've got a circle which is the track around the outside edge and you start at the edge of the circle and you have to go around the circle and then up one of the spokes of the cross to get your four pieces to home. Sounds pretty familiar so far. Uh, instead of having dice, you would throw these sticks with a cross section shaped like a half moon. And depending on how many of them land flat side up, you get to move a certain number of spaces. It's usually played in teams, two versus two as well. Did you guys ever play uh, Pachisi or Trouble uh, two versus two? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Okay. Interesting. so interesting. And, and, and again, we're going to get to Pachisi. Did you actually prefer it that way or did you prefer the, everyone I, for themselves? I, I,
2: everyone for themselves. Oh, for sure. That was your
0: preferred one? Yeah. Was it uh, was it the uh, more the uh, the older folks in your family who played like the two versus two or was it uh, the younger ones?
2: It was specifically uh, yeah the older ones that when we played individually. It was um, me, my sister, and a good friend of ours at a cottage being really
0: mean <laughs> to each other. That's interesting, because, uh, again, the, the more traditional forms of this are 2v2. Well, it's more of that later. So uh, Pachisi, of course, is this uh, ancient Indian game. We don't know how old it is. Maybe 3,000 years old. Maybe it's just 400 years old. The accounts vary. Uh, you're throwing shells instead of dice little seashells. And depending on how many of them land with the open side up, you get to move a certain number of spaces. Uh, again, it's played two versus two. Two or more pieces can occupy the same space in oh. this one. And to these castle squares where you can't be sent back, where you're safe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Britain, of course, was uh, doing its conquering thing <laughs> around that time. And uh, in the in the eighteenth century, eighteen hundreds, it, it published a, a game called Parcheesi, Parcheesi. Yeah. not Parcheesi, but Parcheesi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this shows up in England as this uh, tremendous exotic uh, import from India. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, later, it was renamed as Ludo. So they made a few changes, of course, being British and put the most <laughs> things. So no teams now. Everybody's on their own, Hmm. no castle squares, there's no safety, can't have two pieces on the same space anymore, and now you're rolling dice. And you have to roll a six to get started now, so you can just sit there rolling and do nothing. Over and over and and over again. Yes. Uh, If you roll a six though, you get another turn. Oh. If either of those dice turns up with a six, you get to go again. Hmm. And if you roll another six, you get to go again, but a third six means your turn ends and you don't get to move. So that's, uh, we're up to about the late 1800s now. So now we take you to 1929, and up comes sorry. And here we're using cards instead of dice, and has those little slides. And like I said, you can save those things up. Uh, 1962, Aggravation comes along. Did you ever play that one? No. Mm-mm. Okay, Aggravation is the one where you've got marbles instead of pieces. And there's little holes in the board. Um, and there's this special ring in the middle where the, where the cross spokes meet, uh, where there's a shortcut and there's a super shortcut at the very center of the board. They're fast, but they're also risky because it's easy for anybody to get there and knock you back. It sounds like a lot of fun. Does uh, do the marbles roll around the board or uh, not? No. If the board is well designed, like unfortunately the uh, uh, you know the. Uh, the Chinese checkers board that we have with snakes it's or the really bad purchase yes. board that we, we got it have. Have. That's, yep. Yes. we kind of need to get nicer ones for, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no if you, have, if, you have, if you have a good set then no they actually stay put pretty mm. well uh, but we're also with aggravation we're down to just one die mm. instead of two which we've been using up until this point point. and then 1965 out comes trouble the simplest version ever no shortcuts just one die no teams no castles no special stuff but problematic die the bubble
2: it distracts from the fact that it's a very simplified worse version of all these games
0: well
1: you're never going to lose your uh rolling
0: mechanism that's, that's true. the thing too losing pieces is a big deal and of course you're still going to lose the four colored pieces right that you just move which around. we as, do as long as there's still two sets of them mm-hmm. you can still play with two players and actually that's a question too when uh, when you were playing uh, uh you know when you were younger was it always four players or did you play with two or three was it better with a certain number of players
1: uh, four allows for the maximum amount of chaos, right? Yeah. Uh, always True sending enough. people back. Um, can't occupy the same space. Also makes the game longer. It's mm-hmm. fun getting into
0: trouble.
2: Extends the fun, <laughs> the torture.
0: Mm-hmm. Fun slash torture. <laughs> right. Hand in hand. Both. They kind of do go together. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, being an invincible game snob, of course, somebody who <laughs> plays mostly modern games and uh, believes that everybody else should achieve the same joy and love and pleasure that I've had from these things, I often try to recommend stuff that's similar but different. Uh, There's a game from 2005 by Michael Kiesling and Wolfgang Kramer called That's Life. You guys ever tried this one? Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's, that's the version of Trouble where the board is made up of pieces that you pick up mm-hmm. and take with you. Do, you. do you like That's Life, Michael? I really like it,
1: actually. Um, the main difference is that like, well, first of all, you can pick up the pieces as you uh, move along the board, but also um, like you don't ever go back to where you were. The board is not a full circuit. Mm-hmm. You, there's a, a dedicated start and a dedicated finish.
0: Right. Um, so you can't send people back.
1: right. Right. Um, you can screw people over however by um, leaving the same space if they happen to occupy the same space as you right
0: because not all these pieces of the board are good so they're all worth points some of them are positive some of them are negative mm. most of them are negative mm-hmm. so by forcing the other players to take pieces by leaving them all alone then uh <laughs> so there, there is a bit of Schadenfreude going on in there. Uh, another one that I bring up sometimes for this is a, uh, uh, something called Cartagena. It's this pirate's escaping from this prison through a long tunnel. Uh, it's like a cross between Pachisi and Candyland.
2: Hmm. Each player's Ooh, got a hmm. hand of
0: cards. If you play, and you've got six pirates at the start of the tunnel, and you're trying to get them all to the escape boat at the end of the tunnel. When you play a card with a hat on it, you can move one of your dudes to the next space that's mm-hmm. unoccupied that has a hat. When you play a bottle of rum, you can move to the next space that has a mm-hmm. bottle of rum. Mm-hmm. Um but you skip spaces that are occupied. Oh. So you can really zip ahead if the other players have gone and landed on these things. So it's uh, it, 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 it's it's easy to play, but uh, it's got a little bit of thinking to it, just a little bit. And also, no sending people back, just sort of taking advantage of the hard work that other people have done. Yep. Still get a little bit of the ha factor, but <laughs> not to quite as big a degree. But um, here's the thing. I'm, I wonder sometimes if my instincts of trying to guide people... Benevolently away from stuff that we talk about in 20th century classics, like Trouble, like Risk, like Monopoly, uh, might not be a little bit misguided. I mean, music fans, the people who are really big into music, they always hate Justin Bieber and Katy Perry, or whatever's popular. Mm-hmm um you know big foodie types always hate mcdonald's and mm-hmm. is is this is this just snobbery do i need to check this do i uh, or you know should i just let people enjoy what they enjoy
2: i think when you choose a game you're choosing it because it's got good play strategies involved it's got great mechanics sometimes uh when people come to the cafe it's often dates they want to it's a first date they're just getting to know each other and they're trying to Approach things on an even playing field. So they pick trouble because it's mostly you pop the bubble. It plays the game for you. You can be vindictive and mean, but at the end of the day, it's not really their fault. It's the game.
1: It's not personal.
2: So, you know, they they once they get that away, they might want to choose a better game, and then that's where we come in. We show them something that's an elevated step of this kind of game. But
0: okay, help me out here. Why why am I hostile towards this stuff <laughs> game?
1: I think your intentions are good. Like, um, it's. I see no problem with trying to steer people towards something that um, I hesitate to say objectively better, but uh, almost certainly is objectively (laughs) better, right? From Um, the point
0: of view of somebody who wants it as a game rather than as something enjoyable type sort of going on in the background while you're chatting.
1: Right, definitely. Um, A lot of the games chosen at the cafe are due to um, evoking nostalgia, and uh, that's... Not really something that you can base like a good gameplay experience on. Mm. Like um, often these games don't hold up from when we were kids. We have like uh, memories of halcyon days playing with like our cousins and <laughs> brothers and what have you. But once like you get down to the nitty gritty of it, like they just don't really have much going on mechanically. Um, the same I guess could be said about like pop music or McDonald's or what have you. Like even though it may be snobby to um, try to steer somebody away from that kind of thing.
0: Uh, or at least towards all, something yeah, else. It, it'll it's be like, yeah. I'm glad you like Justin Bieber. Here's some, you know. It's true. Yeah, most of the time, it's ultimately the, for the best. I think else. the yeah.
2: customer usually yeah. does come to that, like idea themselves they'll, they'll pick out sorry they're like oh sorry trouble great we'll play it and then sure enough 10 minutes later they put it away because they remember it's not quite what they remembered as a child and being an adult it's way too simple
0: that's when I get the best results actually yeah. when people mm-hmm. have, uh, have have tried their nostalgia hits they've enjoyed them for what they have to offer and now they want to know what's next that's I find that's when uh, the turn is most fertile for me to step in and do my thing Do
1: you find you get more more success with um, when people pull out games like uh, Trouble or Sorry or Battleship, rather than games like, for example, Monopoly or Risk, Mm -hmm. where they represent a significant time investment? That's true. Often, um, I see that people pull out Monopoly and then they'll spend their entire duration at the cafe, like two or three hours, just playing Monopoly. Yeah, uh, likewise with Risk. Yeah. Um, do you ever get the chance to uh, step in after they've completed like uh, a long-form game like that and kind of scale like, them towards, like, for example, Nexus Ops? Generally speaking, by that
0: point, they've They're had yeah, enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> they've, uh, they've had all the board gaming that they want. Mm-hmm. and um, It, it kind of makes me feel a little bit sad because it's too late at that point for mm-hmm. me to I mean, help them out.
2: In a weird way, then, is trouble better because it lets us bring <laughs> yeah. them to better decisions sooner?
0: I am going to go with yes <laughs> on that one. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, 20th Century Classics Month may return next year if I can find more uh, materials for them. <laughs> Let's see. So far we've done Monopoly, Risk, Clue, Game of Life, uh, Battleship, Yahtzee, Scrabble, and Trouble. If you have something that you uh, that remember from your childhood with great fondness and you'd like us to cover it on the Snakes Cast, let us know. Till then, thanks for listening. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Mady Gelsma and Michaela Onorides. Game, on. <laughs> Game on. Game on. Game on. Thanks for listening. You can find more from the Game Gurus by subscribing to the Snakes and Lattes YouTube channel or by visiting our blog. Just go to snakesandlattes.com and click where it says blog up near the top of the page. Until next week, I'm P.T. Douglas. Game on.